Bam 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 this is Lisa Linky, and I'm sitting across from the amazing and talented and beautiful and insightful and inspiring Misty Stinnett. I thought you were going to say Sav. <laughs> we are joined, as always. <laughs> I got a giggle from by, Sav. <laughs> by the inimitable. Oh, I got started and couldn't get it. I was like turning over the engine. Also, just so you know what Go Help Yourself is, it's a comedy self-help podcast to make life suck less. I'm, girl, I'm co-piloting this. That's all. And we are here to review books for you. For you. For toi. Your full frontal Friday episode. Yes, we're going to prevent a book. Maybe we're going to present a book. We might prevent you from buying this book, or we may help you buy it. But each Friday, we present a book in the self-help genre for you. And we give you the tips, the tricks, the highs, the lows, the pans, the picks, the ins, the outs, the ups, the downs, the, the musical left, the elements. That's right. In <laughs> the show tune. <laughs> in full musical spectacle. Um, and that way you don't have to, or because we can't cover everything in the you full hour. You don't have hour. to read it if you don't want to. Yeah. You can go buy it in case you'd like it. But yeah. basically you're going to get the main points of the book so that you can sound like you know what the F you're talking we, about. We want to empower you to be a know-it-all. Yeah. We want to empower you to um, make your friends have like deep, deep eye rolls when yeah. you talk to them. Yeah. We, we like that. We want to empower you to feel and be holier than thou. Oh, we like that. Yeah. Um, and uh, or if, you know, somebody has been like, you're so screwed up. You yeah. can be like, challenge. I'm listening to a podcast entitled <laughs> Go Help Yourself, and it is a comedy self-help podcast to make life suck less, yeah. and I'm really improving. Yeah. Or if you don't like the, like, kumbaya, let's all hold hands and dig deep into our souls, this podcast is for you. Deaf. Totes deaf. Because while Misty <laughs> is deaf kumbaya, I'm deaf not. Um, <laughs> and I want to murder anybody who tells me what to do. Yeah, it's a violent podcast. <laughs> Full it's, of lots of cussing yeah, and we, laughs. We do swear. Um, we are a couple of modern women who say what we feel. We're self-partnered and, and we're modern. We're self-partnered. Thank and we you, Emma Watson, for coining self-partnered. Also, I feel uh, compelled to say that my mom... Uh, doesn't call kombucha kombucha. She calls it kumbayacha, which is just <laughs> rebrand. <laughs> rebrand. Hello, industry. It's rebrand. More accurate yeah. than kombucha. Yeah. Well, so, that's that's base. That's base. Basic. It's. I'm, al- apparently, I'm I, I'm shortening everything. That's also, basic. It. Also, if you're if you are looking on our feed and you're like, what? On Earth is a mini-sode because we release a second episode every single week. First of all, are you new to podcasts? And if so, welcome. <laughs> I didn't know where that was going. That's classic comedy, everybody. Lisa Linky. A classic redirect. Thank you so much. Um, uh, but our mini-sodes each week, we assign each other homework from the books. We check in on them. It's supplemental material. We have guests. We have had everything from life coaches to motivational hypnotists to actors, you know, to professional football players. Like, 
it's it runs the gamut. But that's not We've this. got trivia. Yeah, but if you're curious about it, check out our mini so they're, sh- they're they're 30 minutes or less. Come, they're short and sweet. Come to the coast. We'll come have a few drinks. Have a few laughs. laughs. This is LA, baby. <laughs> um, great. Misty. <laughs> <laughs> On today's Full Font of Friday, Thank you. you are presenting a book. What book are you presenting? This week, I am bringing you the Business Week, Wall Street Journal, and New York Times business bestseller, It's Your Ship, Management <laughs> Techniques from the Best Damn Ship in the Navy by Captain D. Michael Abershaw, former commander USS Benfold. It's your ship, Management Techniques from the former Navy commander. I ain't gonna live forever. Okay, Tell me so all about it. This Is this book was all about a, boats. It's it's about ships and boats and marine things. Is uh, it about marines? Because I can get behind that. It's I'd like not, to get on top of that, but I can't is, get behind that. I don't know. Okay, so listen. This book was originally published in 2002. Yes. And it was recommended to us by a listener at the Long Beach Comic Con panel. That's right. Yeah. So so um, this this lovely man came up to us afterwards and was like, have you covered It's Your Ship? And I was like, it's on the list now. I said, I said it's your ship. It's your ship. And by the way, there is a a 10-year anniversary edition that was published in 2012. Yes, that would be 10 years. So this book has now been out for 17 years. So the hardcover is $13.89. The paperback, I shit you not, is I ship you not, is listed for $43.75. It's a rarity. The Kindle is $15.99. It's an antiquity. Thank you. The audio, it's rusting over from yes. staying in the harbor. Thank you. Um, the it was audio- found on the Titanic. <laughs> the Titanic. The audiobook is nineteen ninety five. Okay. One credit. Read by who? It is read by Captain Michael D. Abrashaw, former commander of the USS Benfold <laughs> and author of the book. The USS Benfold Five. Yes. Okay. Uh, the I know every time I heard that I was like I can't. Uh, the Overdrive app. Is free, uh-huh. I, which is how I read it. But also, if your local library doesn't have it, you may not be able to get it on Overdrive. But a long try. time to get it. Yeah, it took it took me. I I think probably like six or seven weeks to get this. Oh book. wow! Still in high demand. Seventeen years later, or they may just have one copy. Okay, which that I makes still sense. don't understand. Okay, so about the author, this is from Amazon.com. Okay, Captain D. Michael Abershoff is a graduate. D. Of- Michael. What do you Captain think the D, D stands for? Derelict. D's nuts. Captain D's nuts, Michael Abershoff. I'm sorry. I hated it in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> Captain D, Michael Abershoff. Is a graduate of the U.S. Naval Academy in Annapolis, Maryland, and was a military assistant to the former Secretary of Defense, the Honorable Dr. William J. Perry. Yes. Abershoff left the Navy in 2001 and became the founder and CEO of Grassroots Leadership, Inc. in Boston. Attention. You can visit his website at www.grassrootsleadership.com. Okay. Um, so... This is also from Amazon.com. Okay. Read this million-copy bestseller for leadership insights about top-down change to improve productivity in your business, starting with the most important person, 
you. When Captain Abershoff took over as commander of USS Benfold, it was like a business that had all the latest technology, but only some of the productivity. Knowing that responsibility for improving performance rested with him, he realized he had to improve his own leadership skills before he could improve his ship. Within months, he created a crew of confident and inspired problem solvers eager to take the initiative and responsibility for their actions. The slogan on board became... It's your ship. So, so good. And and Benfold was soon recognized far and wide as a model of naval efficiency. Benfold 5. How did Abershoff do it? Against the backdrop of today's United States Navy, Abershoff shares his secrets of successful management, including... Cocaine. See the... Cocaine. <laughs> see and see the ship through the eyes of the crew. By yes. soliciting a sailor's suggestions, yes. Abrashoff drastically reduced tedious chores that provided little additional value. Okay. Communicate, communicate, communicate. Please. The m- what? Please. <laughs> please, please, I'm telling you. The more Abrashoff communicated the plan, the better the crew's performance. His crew eventually started calling him Megaphone Mike since they heard from him so often. Uh, that was ready for the crew started calling him Daddy. <laughs> that too. Captain I mean, Daddy. Megaphone Magic Mike. Magic Cre- <laughs> My pony. <laughs> My navy, let's do it. Riding my destroyer. My ship is waiting. Tomahawk missiles, combat readiness. Okay. (laughs) But y'all weren't expecting that. (laughs) By the way, I saw the Magic Mike Live show in Las Vegas. It's called Magic Mike XXL. Yeah, it is. Um, Is it or is that the movie? Who can know? That's the movie. It was the most fun time. Yeah, my friend used to be the MC. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Because that's a dream job. It was wildly feminist. Yeah. Maybe that's... I saw your friend. This was two years ago in She's Vegas. Burnett. Yes. Yeah, Lindsay. Oh my God. The it was it's it's so I was not expecting such a smart, feminist, delightful show. I should say acquaintance more than friends. Like we knew each other in Chicago. We were both uh, improvisers. Oh, it, if she was the host, it's a brilliant part for a woman. Yeah. It's so much yeah. fun. Also, I got a lap dance by a man who smelled like orange blossoms. Uh, Bow. My ship is waiting. Okay, listen aggressively. Yes. After learning that many sailors wanted to use the GI Bill, Abershoff bought a test brought a test official aboard the ship and held the SATs 40 miles off the Iraqi I've coast. I've heard about this. From achieving amazing cost savings to winning the highest gunnery score in the Pacific Fleet, Captain Abershoff's extraordinary campaign sent shockwaves through the U.S. Navy. Hello, It can sailor. help you change the course of your ship no matter where your business battles are fought. Ooh. So. That's my ship. That's, that's my, my ship. ship. So do you see how they're using a ship as a metaphor for your business? Oh. Your business. This is not just for people who command, like, aircraft carriers or, like, naval destroyers or, like, even jet skis. Misty, how could you do that? Oh, the burp? Yeah. I'm a monster. Okay. By the way, I finally, sometimes when I'm in the moment, I don't realize just how fucking funny you are. And I was listening to the episode uh, where your friend Sarah came on and Uh presented Tyler 
Tyler Perry? Tyler, no. Nope. Steve. Steve Harvey's yes. Act Like but a Lady, as funny Think Like a Man. As it should have been a and Tyler Perry production. And you kept doing bodily noises and being like, Misty. And I just wasn't reacting in the moment. But when I went back and listened, I was like, that is so funny. She's so funny. <laughs> you kept looking at me like, why are you saying my name? Yeah. And I was like, all right, it's not funny. Listen, it worked, people. Okay, great. Okay. So the cover uh, is just like a captain smiling on the deck of a ship. And Ahoy! by a captain, I mean Captain... D's nuts, Abershaw. Thank you. I don't want to say, I feel that's disrespectful because he seems like a really great dude. How about this? D's titties. Nope. <laughs> oh, how about this? D's sailors. No, it doesn't work. All it right. doesn't We're going to keep working. Let's give it a side with D is. David. <laughs> I love that his name's David. And he high- he's like, no, Michael's way better. I'm going to go by D Michael Abershaw. Maybe there's another David in his family. Maybe his dad was David. What if it's like something really like it's like, Deravide. Oh, or Detrius. <laughs> or Detritus. De, 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 de. Diarrhea Michael Abishoff. <laughs> okay. No. Okay. It's still disrespectful. <laughs> He's a naval commander, You're people. right. What's a pretty D? Delilah. I'm holding my tongue so much right now. <laughs> Delilah. It's Diana. It's Diana. Captain Diana Michael Abishoff. Dirty Diana. And you know what? There's no way we could possibly look up what the D stands for because... The internet the doesn't internet. exist. No, it doesn't matter. Anyway, so it's it's uh, Captain Abershoff standing on the deck, like arms crossed. Let me see, Let me see this. Looking shit. like he knows Let something you don't. Let me see this shit. Turn Stand this by. shit around. It's right. Turn the ship around. Turn it. <laughs> Love to fear the passion. <laughs> oh. You know, he's got a knowing okay, glance. Here, I'm gonna say, let me say what happened. They were taking a picture. He was standing at attention, and they were like, "You look too stiff. Cross your arms." And now he crosses arms. He looks very uncomfortable because he looks like his top half yeah, is yeah, bending yeah, forward. Yeah. That's right. Okay, we're gonna move along. Okay, so it's 240 pages. Yes, the audiobook is only three hours long. Misty, that was your damn. It dream. was truly a gift to myself I and all like those to around harken us. I like back to The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People which was 13 hours. It was like 13 hours and 47 minutes. So it was almost, almost 14. 14. We're going to round up to 14. Woof. Okay. Uh so when I first picked it up, yeah. AKA started listening to it, yeah. I have to tell you that the music and the audiobook was very exciting. It's your ship. <laughs> it's now or never. Uh, I am gonna sail forever. Was it like that? It was just like that. And also, it felt like the score of an action movie in the 90s. Yeah, so this was 2001. So it felt very much like it was like Armageddon or Pearl Harbor, like pulling into the harbor. And there's this like really fun score. And it just sort of started sometimes, like probably between chapters. But the chapters aren't super clearly delineated. So for to, for my experience listening, all of a sudden there was music. And, and you were like, wasn't. oh, ship. Yeah, it, it felt like it was arbitrarily thrown in. And I was there for it. Okay. So it's also read by the author. And yes. his voice was fine. Okay. It was fine. fine. Okay. So the main idea. Megaphone, Mike. Thank you. D-megaphone. It's not working. I'm trying. All okay. right, Diana. 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 So the main idea is that companies and businesses share a common challenge with the Navy, and that's retaining and getting the most out of their employees. Because every time a, a ship changes commanders or like a tour is over, people are like, you, fuck this You guy. lose like 30% of your workforce. I don't want to work under him. 
Yeah. So when trained employees resign, the company loses a lot of productivity. That's right. And incurs additional training and recruiting expenses. And he says it can cost the company as much as one and a half times the annual salary of the employee that leaves to replace them. Uh, Having a degree in human resources, uh, I can tell you that that is 100% true. And turnover is uh, incredibly expensive. So companies work very, very hard to retain the talent that they recruit. Yeah. And it turns out that for like 70% of people that leave a company, they're not leaving the company. They're leaving their manager. Yeah. They're like, I don't want to work with this person. They make my life worse. It seems easier to get a new job than it does to transition inside the company because you'll have to tell somebody why. Right. So Captain Abershoff shares his experiences and stories as commander of the USS Benfold to teach us how to motivate our employees to take responsibility for their actions. Great. His promise is that through the book, you'll learn how to improve your leadership skills and inspire your employees. Yeah. So there's 11 chapters. Take command. Yes. Lead by example. Listen aggressively. Yes. Communicate purpose and meaning. Yes. Create a climate of trust. Yes. Look for results, not salutes. Yes. Take calculated risks. Yes. Go beyond standard procedure. Yes. Build up your people. Yes. Generate unity. Yes. Improve your people's quality of life. Yes. Diving in. Oh, that's what the D stands for. Captain diving in. Or diva, diving, divaing in. I like that his name is like dive. Dive, dive, dive. dive. He's he not just a submarine. really embraced his namesake. He's not a submarine. So chapter one, take command. A challenge for every organization is to attract, retain, and motivate employees. It's true. If a company succeeds in doing so, employees work with more passion, energy, and enthusiasm. This translates to an increase in productivity and more profit for the company. Quick note, yeah. I heard on NPR the other day that the goal for the armed forces to recruit every year is 100,000. That's what they need to replenish, right? They need wow, to recruit 100,000 new people. Yeah. They can't. It's actually not a lot when you think about the number of oh, yeah, I guess, people okay. coming out of high school who don't, who can't pay for college or who don't have mm. a plan. They can't meet it right now. And they're blaming our president. Oh, yeah. Because who, who wants to be like that? Dude's well, if you're a person chief. who typically we have allowed people who don't have citizenship to come in and then that's a path towards citizenship. Oh, and wow. Anywho, wow. okay, keep oh, going. Oh, yeah, and keep he actually going. talks about that, how, like, there are strained and limited resources as far as people go. Yeah. And so, like, even within that strained, limited number, you really need to retain those people, Your right? Your looks so good. Thank you. I feel like it only looks good on podcast days because that's, that's when you say it. Well, that's when I see you mostly. Well, I wish other you people say it need to, me to all the say time. it. Other people need to say it when they see it. Yeah, listen. If you see something, something, say say something. something. Thank you. Okay, so I'm just gonna give like the main idea of each chapter, but just trust me that this is like this felt like a super general overview. And maybe when it first came out, it was like, wow, legendary. How like this makes a ton of sense. Navy has business ideas. Yeah, but I feel like I don't know if he was the first to say these things. It's sort of like Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Like it feels so common sense now. Yeah, but it. It probably was a lot more groundbreaking then to be summated that way. Cool, 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 cool. So anyway, cool, 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 I'm just going to cool. give you like the general thing. Um, so reasons people leave a company. Research indicates that low pay or salary is only the fifth on the list of reasons why employees change their jobs. That's right. The top four reasons are one, not being treated with respect or dignity. Mm-hmm. Two, bad bathrooms. Right? Yeah, that's it. Uh, so that would be three. Would be <laughs> number two, prevented from making an impact on the organization. Yeah. Three, not being listened to. Yeah. And number four, not being rewarded with more responsibility. Yeah. So that's a big wake up call. Like people actually want more responsibility. More well, work. because that implies a <clears throat> career trajectory. Yeah. Exactly. Growth. People mm-hmm. want to feel like they matter. They're having a positive impact, and they can grow. This is also, I will say, seventeen years ago. Hmm. 
uh, and there's an entire new workforce that has entered the generation that also doesn't feel this way. Sure. Yeah. So sure. this may be dated a little bit, but I it's think on for the sure whole, dated. humans in general do want to be valued, respected, and they yeah. do want to be treated like they're capable. Yeah, I think so. I do. I do, too. <laughs> it's my ship. Lisa, I really value you in this podcast. and You can do whatever you want. And I'll give you more responsibility. You've I, got to read every book in 2020 <laughs> and present it to me. I would like to welcome. be paid double what you're paying me now. <laughs> Done. Because zero times two. It's my ship. No, or I was going to say, this ship is it's bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Uh, okay, so you must assume that everyone wants to do well. It is then important that you give your employees the space and confidence they need to do their jobs. Misty, I think you're doing a great job, and I want to let you just drive the rest of this episode the way you want to. Drive the boat? Steer it. Steer the ship. Take the helm. <laughs> I'm helming it. <laughs> do not just bark out orders and expect them to follow. Give everyone the trust and respect they deserve. I love it. Also remember that taking command does not mean shouting out orders. Does Leadership not. focuses on encouraging people not only to find better ways to do their jobs, but also to enjoy their work. Oh. This is the only way to implement lasting change. Oh, well, this is going to go terribly. <laughs> I don't feel like people are truly working until they're crying. Yeah. In my model business, people are miserable. And that drives them change. As we learned from our friend, uh, who is the motivational hypnotherapist. Yes. Uh, Greg Beckett. Uh, 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 pain drives change. Yeah, people don't change until they're in pain. So I like to kick people as I work with them. I mean, listen, I sell their tears for money. That's right. It tastes good. That's right. People know this. I suddenly got very hungry. <laughs> I've got something for you. Okay. A leader should not only know how to lead, he... he or she, Thank you. must also know how to follow. Delicious. They must be open to suggestions and be ready to listen to new ideas. Furthermore, a leader should make the effort to get to know the people around them. Yeah. This creates a positive atmosphere that can motivate, encourage, and give confidence. Yeah. A leader's job is to create a climate that enables employees to unleash their potential. If you give your people the right tools and the right environment, they can achieve wonders. <gasps> Chapter two. Oh, oh yeah. Lead by example. Lead by heck. I know, 11 chapters in, in three hours. We're going to fly through. I love it. Um, and if you listen to it on 1.25 speed, oh, as like you like I do, to. it's like right a now, solid two hours 15. When you hear Misty talking, you might think that you're listening on 1.25 speed, it's but this just, is our natural rate of pace. Okay, are, are you ready? Uh-huh. Real leadership must be done by example. Remember that... No, I can't. I we know. can't. Okay, remember that the people below you... <laughs> <laughs> Apologies, everyone. This has been so fun having you as listeners on Go Help Yourself. It was nice while it lasted. Remember that people below you follow your lead and that you have an enormous influence on your employees. They will look up to you for signals on how to behave and what the organization expects from them. Daddy, what are we supposed to do now? That's what the D stands for, Daddy. Daddy, Michael... Abershoff. My dad's name was Mike, so it's like daddy. 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 As a result, the signals that you send are very essential to the organization. If your staff sees that you fail to implement a policy, they will deduce that they can do the same thing. At the same time, if you are seen doing things that are good for the company, such as being open to new ideas or techniques, then your employees will follow suit. Never forget your effect on people. As a leader, you need to understand that you can greatly affect people. Yeah, by crop dusting, right, as you walk through the cube farm. That's it. But nobody can say anything because you're 
you're the, the leader, captain, daddy. And you just stand there and you all pretend it's not there, but you could cut it with a knife. Yeah. In fact, you direct in fact, you directly set the tone and spirit at the workplace. Mm-hmm. You must realize the huge influence you have and use it wisely. Mm-hmm. How your employees perceive work is based on the things you do and what you say. Mm-hmm. The signals you send tell people how important they are to you and how important the company is. Mm-hmm. If you're an enthusiastic leader, you'll have an enthusiastic workforce. Make an extra effort to minimize the danger you impose when you have bad days. Recognize your mood swings and learn to manage them. Uh, basically, he he would get phone calls during the night because urgent things would happen. Sure. And he realized that if, if he was awakened more than four times during the night and got cranky. a lack of sleep, he would get really cranky. So on those days, he would minimize interaction with the crew because he just knew it would set a terrible tone. That's nice. Yeah. So it's about being self-aware. He shut the door to his bunk. He put out a sign that said, I'm cranky. Don't talk to me unless it's an emergency. And on days he got enough sleep, he flipped it around and it said, live, laugh, love. And everyone knew. (laughs) (laughs) That should not have hit that hard. It did. I didn't expect it. And when he crop dusted, he was like, it's me. I'm sorry. Live, laugh, love, smell. Had lentils for lunch. (laughs) Lentils. Always the culprit. Lentils and cauliflower. Why Looking at you, vegans. To all of us. Good clothes boat. Why do I keep thinking he's on a submarine? He is not. He is on a warship. Yeah. Yeah. He's on like a ship ship um, that's meant to like find and destroy submarines and like launch Tomahawk missiles Ooh, in times of combat. That's so cool. So be accountable for your actions. A good leader knows when to stand up and be accountable for his mistakes. If your crew sees that you take responsibility for your actions, they too will follow suit. It is far more beneficial to make sure that a mistake never happens again than to find someone else to put the blame on. Uh, this next uh, chapter is for Lisa. It's called Listen Aggressively. Yes. Okay. A great leader is universally loved and admired not only by his peers, but also his staff. I agree. One of the factors to being a great leader is that he must listen to people, or she, or non-gender binary, they. If someone approaches you, give them your full undivided attention. Doing so tells the person that you respect them and that they are important. Yeah. Your tone of voice and choice of words also affect how people perceive you and what you represent. The power of your language affects the morale of your crew. And I, I should say, for every one of these principles that he throws out, he's got a story to match. So okay. there's a ton of stories yeah. in the Navy, but it's just like we're just we're getting the distilled version today. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the most important things to remember is that you must learn to back your words with actions, mean whatever you say, and practice what you preach. Furthermore, repeat positive words and phrases. This will encourage the people around you to believe in themselves. Chapter four. Okay, I was listening very aggressively. You were. I like I'm it. like a hawk. I'm leaning in on you. Also, I will say he's not saying it. You're right. He's He's not saying anything new. He's not. But I don't know if this was somehow. No. This is like a giant bestseller. And by the way, he has a couple of follow-up books that's like how to turn your ship around. How to do it. Like it's always related? It's always ship related. How to drop your anchor. Okay, here, here's what I am going to say. How to take a ship on the deck. I'm going to say that what he's saying wasn't new and that it hadn't been said before. What I will say is that I think in that time. It was new and interesting to think that the armed forces operated like a business. And honestly, the metaphor feels a bit shoehorned to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it is he is the leader of this big organization and is working like he also says, like, it may sound really fancy, but ultimately I was like middle management in the Navy, you yeah. know, reporting to a bunch of people above me. And he talks about communicating with superiors, translating yeah. that down to the crew, you know, that was working for him. Yeah, I think a lot around this time there were a lot of books. Uh, because I think we we stopped viewing armed forces as a 
governmental like hierarchy that was just yeah. bloated yeah. and started learning that no they're struggling with money with retention that they cuz they started <laughs> Consulting with uh, uh, businesses, so right. there was a lot more symmetry and, and sure. Sim- and, and I think it's a more exciting angle word. to be like, I'm not just like a CEO at a company. I'm like the captain of a ship. Well, you know, yeah. it's exci- it's an exciting way in. And I think also I will say this: I think it was a nice way for the armed forces to start to. Uh, it's probably a multi pronged approach. You're welcome, prong, but also to say like hiring people from the armed forces is a good idea once they've left, right? Yes, there is absolu- business experience. Oh, yeah. yeah. So absolutely. I'm sure it was a little bit of that. Absolutely. Um, communicate purpose and meaning. Chapter four. The secret to a successful management of any organization is to be able to articulate a common goal that inspires people to work hard together. Sure. Proper, effective, and open communication of goals, rules, instructions, and expectations can spell a difference. We want the boat to float. That is the that should be the number one goal. Yeah. Yeah. We want the boat to float. <laughs> That's also the name of our uh, second self-help book. Here's a caveat as the first one. The second one is we want, we want the, the boat, boat to, to float. float. That's it. The more people know what your goals are, the better results you can achieve. Silence, lies, and arrogance creates an atmosphere that poisons creativity and productivity. Effective communication is key. Understand that no matter how great your message is, if no one is receiving it, you are not communicating. Yeah. So he tells a story about any time a goal wasn't reached or there was a failure, he always looked at himself first and was like, did I make my wishes known clearly first? He was probably unique at that time in that not a lot of, I would say, uh, life lifer yeah. military yes. people. He talks about this yeah. because he, he sounds like kind of a rebel. And yeah. a lot of people are just like, no, don't listen to the crew. I'm the commander. Do as I say. Right. Obedience is really important. Well, yeah. In in chain of command. Yes. He took a he took a business approach. E- yes, I think it does feel shoehorned into this yes. sort of thing. But I don't think he did. I think he just realized like things were outdated and archaic, and there was a better way to do this. Right. So well, he, yeah, he a rebelled mixture. a bit. He can't lose with the hierarchy the and like the chain yeah, of exactly. command. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Even more important, you must be willing to use communication. If this is not done, your message will not be conveyed. So freedom creates discipline. Give your people the freedom to speak up. If they fear that you will shoot down their suggestions or that you are not open to criticisms, they will be afraid to give you their suggestions or point out mistakes and problems that can prove to be costly to your organization. Freedom isn't free. Thank you. It costs folks like you and me. Thank you. It's my least favorite song in the world. Yeah, so he talks about like, yeah, oh God. Um, He talks about how if somebody comes into your office and you're the boss and you don't even look up at them and you're sending emails and you don't value their time or you don't want to hear what they're saying, they're not going to be free to come in and go, hey, there's this small problem, right? And then you'll only hear about it when it's a giant problem. Now, this is the kind of shit that I would talk about endlessly when I would do my Second City workshops. But how many millions of dollars do you think this guy's made? So much. But Lisa, all you had to do was become a captain of a ship in the Navy. Well, I guess I should have done that. I mean, look inward. You're right. It is equally important that you have a follow-up process after every major decision or event to analyze how things went. Yeah. Find out if the event was a success or failure. So even if they were like, oh my gosh, we're now the number one rated ship in the Navy. We passed all our combat readiness exams. They'd still sit down and go, so what went right? What went wrong? Yeah. But even what went right, how can we replicate it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So such feedback is necessary to keep the company moving forward, as well as to assess how the group works together and what can be improved. This way, a mistake is never made twice and everyone involved gets to see the big picture. So chapter five, create a climate of trust. The best way for an organization to succeed is to give the employees all the responsibility they can handle and then stand back. Trusting your employees to do their job well sustains the company. So he tells a story about how they have to refuel at sea. And it's really dangerous. Ships really prefer to refuel in port because you have to like – Uh, move alongside this giant refueling ship and you have these two lines and you can't go too far from one another or you risk crashing into each other if you get too close, etc. He'd never performed it with the ship. None of his crew had ever performed it on this ship and some of them had never performed one once. But he was just like, I trust you and I know you can get it done and give them ownership of it. And they had really successful refuelings. Why wouldn't the boat stop? Um, I think you you want to have some forward momentum, I think, because if you stop and the waves are really choppy and oh, dangerous. Yeah, it's not a lake. It's not a lake. It's, it's not, not the a lake. lake. Yeah. Um, so trust is also a social contract, he says. You have to earn it. Trust is earned when you give it. When people start trusting each other more and more, they stop questioning motives and start to work as one unit. Give second chances is also a part of creating a climate of trust. You should be aware that people are sensitive to your actions and reactions. If they see that you are the type of leader that gives up on someone easily, they will think that there is no room for redemption. If they see you, however, intervene to help someone who is worth the effort, they will be reassured. If people feel more secure, they are more willing to take risks. After all, they trust that you will support them. Trusting your employees gives them a positive attitude about the organization. So as an employer... Practice a secure employment style. Thank you. Lisa is referencing the book Attached, yes. um, which came in out which at the I felt personally attacked. Thank you. <laughs> personally attached. Um, so delegate. Delegating means that your employees are trusted and respected. Create a climate of trust so strong that your employees will not be afraid to deliver bad news. Sure. Give them the opportunity to solve the problem early on. This will not only save you and your company time and money, it also gives your employees confidence and a positive attitude about the company. Yeah. Right? Hey, hey everybody, we fucked up. Yay! Uh Number six, look for results, not salutes. Encourage the people in your organization to be more result-oriented by opening their minds to new ideas. Encourage them to use their imagination to find new ways of doing things. Your employees must learn how to take the initiative. Let your crew feel free to speak up. This comes up a lot. People who always say yes or agree with the higher-ups or top executives all the time are dangerous to the organization. These employees tend to mask problems until it is too late to solve it. Create a cultural a culture where your staff is comfortable enough to say what is wrong or suggest reforms when they feel that something can be improved. A climate to question decisions is one way of double-checking. Great leaders are not afraid of criticisms and are open to the ideas and opinions of their staff. Make your people feel that they can speak freely and that you respect them. If you do this, you will earn their loyalty, trust, and respect. Number seven, take calculated risks. Um, This is just some examples of risks that you can bet on. Bet on people who think for themselves. By taking a leap of faith and trusting that one person can do the job and do it right, you increase their self-confidence and make them do their jobs even better. Yeah. Take a chance on a promising sailor. Give people second chances, <laughs> especially, okay. you, especially if you see potential in them. Yeah, I will. They might just surprise you with outstanding results. I hope so. If a rule doesn't make sense, break it carefully. Remember, there is always room for improvement, but think ideas thoroughly before implementing them. Okay. Number eight, chapter eight. 
go beyond standard procedure. And many businesses, standard operating procedure is the rule. It is safe, proven, and effective. However, standard operating procedure seldom gets outstanding results and distracts people from what is really important. Innovation and progress are realized when you go beyond standard operating procedures. Sometimes you have to look for new ways to handle old tasks and find new approaches to new problems. Like, these are sort of just like general... Yeah, are we in chapter eight already? Yeah. How many chapters are there? Eleven. Okay. Pushing the envelope for innovation and originality has the following benefits. You keep your priorities in focus. You stay ahead of the competition. You get to see another point of view. You motivate people to do what you want them to do and do their best. Okay. Right? Uh, So chapter nine. Build up your people. Good leaders strengthen their organization by building their people and helping them feel good about themselves and their jobs. When this happens, morale and productivity are improved, which translates to increased profit for the company. Focus on building self-esteem. Show them that you trust and believe in them. Praise them for a job well done. He uses trust a lot. He does. And it's interesting, right? Because you don't know if you can trust a person's work right away. It's different in in a military scenario where... You can be court-martialed if you don't follow an order. Yeah. Versus if I'm leading you on the cook line at Wendy's, and you can straight up tell me to fuck off if yeah. I ask you to do something. Absolutely. And I think I think um, what he's saying is don't micromanage, right? Micromanaging does not inspire. It sure doesn't. Yeah. But if you're not doing your job, yeah, and it's a shift work like at a Wendy's, yeah. I need you to put another patty on the grill. That's right. Do it. And they're like, I'm taking a calculated risk and, and not doing it. You know that. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. this is, a, you're going to, people are going to have to be very specific in how they apply this. Well, this again, is definitely this for higher feel, management. I was just about to say that. Absolutely. Um, he says, you can also follow the strategy when dealing with your boss. Never tear them down. Anticipate what they need even before they know that they need it. Remember, if you make them look good, your department looks good too. By boosting their ego, you create a positive atmosphere in the organization. So you can just inspire trust and self-esteem everywhere. I was almost just thinking that this might be a good book to give give someone in addition to or in lieu of Seven Habits of Highly Effective People when they're starting out. Yeah, it feels like a more modern. very general. It does. It feels like a more modern. And it's not like Say their name a lot and get them to say yes and smile, yeah, it's smile, like, smile. Be nice, be a good person, be trusting. Believe people are good people. Give them a chance. Give yeah. them a second chance. Yeah. Okay, I yeah. think this this is this is my belief. Yeah, this is the updated seven. I habits. agree. Meet and talk to your people. Okay. Walk around. Meet and talk to your staff. I mean, you know, I I currently work for a company that's got two busy co CEOs, yeah. and it's really nice when. In the morning, one of them waits to open and hold the door and is like, how are you? Mm-hmm. You know, like, thanks for the good work or whatever. It Listen, makes a big difference. I pick up the poop of my two staff every morning. <laughs> We're not even going to qualify that statement. Meet and talk to your people. Walk around. Meet shoot and talk poop. to your staff. Pick what, sh- What's the poop? Shoot the poop. Shoot She's the poop. Shoot, shoot the shit. I'm with you. Not only will you know more about your organization and the people who run it, you also boost their morale. So he talks about how when he first got on, took command of the USS Benfold 5, um, Benfold's 5, he individually sat down with every single soldier. It took weeks. exhausting. But But it was helpful for him to understand, why did you enlist? Oh, you're here to escape a bad situation. You want to pay for college. So it was like, once he understood their needs, he could provide for them and really maximize value. And then they just loved him for it. Great. Yeah, so it's it's helpful. Um, 
Positive and personal reinforcement is the key to an effective and successful leader. Thank your employees for the hard work they put in, and you will be surprised that they will work even harder. Little gestures such as these make a big difference to employees because they feel appreciated. Yeah. Expect the best from your crew, and you will get it. Leaders should understand and appreciate their crew as individuals. Provide them access to proper training to grow in their chosen field. Communicate expectations and feedback frequently throughout the year, uh, not just at the semi-annual review. Like he was like, I always... I always got something out right in the moment so that they're const- they constantly know where they stand. Yeah. Right? Because then at least you're like, I know how I'm doing. No, he's he's absolutely right. Yeah. I'm just the longer it goes, the more I'm thinking about the difference between uh an armed forces warship and a mid-level manager at an insurance company. Right. Right. I mean, it could be like, hey, that claim you submitted had these mistakes on the the paperwork. I need you to do better on the next one you submit this afternoon or whatever. You know what I mean? That's They're what like, he's saying. They're like, fuck off, Steve. Right. Um, he says he says by communicating expectations and feedback frequently throughout the year, you minimize people's surprise when you give them their final evaluation. That's true. And it also keeps them on their toes throughout the year. Yeah. If you're just like, hey, I was watching you and I want to yeah. let you know that you fucked up on that form. Thank you. And don't do it again. And I'm fucking watching. Yeah. Also. And then you go, you want us to pay for your college, right? Thank you. Thank you. Chapter 10, Generate Unity. This was my very favorite chapter of the <gasps> Tell book. Tell me and all it, about it. And it made me like the book a lot more than I had up until this point. Because up until this point, I was like, cool, yada, this book yada, doesn't yada, really yada. apply to me because yeah. I don't have like a staff and a ship and yeah. a crew and a business. Um. He says one of the military's worst kept secrets is its inability to end racial and gender discrimination. He says racism and sexual harassment is pandemic in nearly every military unit, land, sea, or air. He says this shouldn't be surprising because the military, like any organization, is a reflection of the culture at large. It's just made up of people. Unity became the fundamental goal of his leadership. Okay. So he says forget diversity training and instead train for unity. So he canceled the diversity training program on the ship because in his view after getting surveys of how people were feeling like he surveyed like the women do you feel like you're being sexually harassed the minority groups on the ship like do you feel like you're being discriminated against and then a bunch of the white sailors were like we feel like women and minorities are getting precedence over us so he was like this is a trifecta that's that's impossible and it's not working so he immediately canceled uh, the diversity training because in his view it was doing a terrible job at helping the problems on the ship so why are we doing it if it's not helping in its place, he substituted unity training, concentrating on people's likenesses and common goals rather than their differences. He says unity is about maximizing uniqueness and channeling that toward the common goals of the group. He says there's no such thing as a level playing field, but he wanted to work to make his ship as fair as possible. He says one major problem in the military is that most of the leadership positions are taken up by white, white males. Men. Yeah. He says the management at any company or on any ship needs to reflect the makeup of the workforce. People in your organization need to know that their interests are being represented at the top and that it's important for everyone to have role models so that they can see themselves in leadership positions someday. So they go, oh, maybe I do have a path to that. And imagery is so important. You can't see it. You can't be it. Yeah, and I've talked about this before. It wasn't until I was like 27 that I saw 
a picture of a woman in a hard hat leading a construction site. And suddenly I felt like, oh my God, I could be a construction foreman if I wanted to, but it never felt like a possibility before. Mm -hmm. And it was just one image online. Um, so he says, if they know that management values them and their contribution, they will be loyal and give their best to the organization. He also talks about how— And that's a, that's a stretch, but yes. Right. Yes. He also talks about how necessary women are to success and that the things often cited as their weaknesses in the military, like physical strength— actually don't really matter and aren't weaknesses because often male soldiers fail at the same tasks of physical strength. So he tells this story about like there was a leak in the ship and water was coming in and the way they have these like huge heavy logs, you know, that they use to sort of plug the hole or I don't really understand it. Um, But he was like, this is not like oh, women can't do this task. Like, many of the male soldiers are also not strong enough to do this task, you know? So yeah. so then being like, well, women can't, they're not as strong. It's like, that doesn't actually matter for like 99% of the operations yeah. on a ship. So I really loved that. So he says, unity is essential, is essential to any organization. If you don't support each other, the organization will soon encounter critical problems that may be irreplaceable. The job of a leader is to assemble the best team possible, train the unit, and figure out the best way to get the members to work together for the good of the organization. You can achieve this goal by making people want to belong to the organization. Treat them fairly and with dignity. Show them that you value them as as individuals no matter what color, sex, or religion they may have. Um, Treating people with respect, dignity, and equality leaves little room for jealousy. Jealousy and envy can create serious problems. As a leader, you must watch out for it and try to minimize or totally eradicate it. Make people who work for you feel needed, trusted, and highly valued. And so basically, he did a survey when he was leaving the ship to that same survey of like, do you feel sexually harassed? Do you feel discriminated against, et cetera? And the numbers had dropped to 3% of women on the ship felt sexually harassed. 3% of marginalized people felt discriminated against. And he was like, that's still 6% too many. Yeah. But the numbers had dropped from like 27%, yeah. you know, something like that. So deal out punishment strictly but fairly. Try to listen to all sides of the story. Do not jump to conclusions. Give out punishment that is equal to the mistake or misdeed committed. To achieve unity, you must recognize common interests, maximize the individual's uniqueness, and focus on their commonality. Channel these values or characters toward the common goal of the organization. Right? So it's common sense, but I really loved that even in 2001, he was calling out, like, we need women and we need marginalized people. And this is fucked up in the military. I was like, thank you for saying this. Yeah. Yeah. Chapter 11, the final chapter, improve your people's quality of life. People who enjoy and look forward to going to work are more productive and happy. Fun at work makes for a happy organization. You can create a positive atmosphere at work by letting people have fun and interact with their colleagues. Having fun at work creates more social glue for the organization. This results in productivity and loyalty. And I have to say, the company I work for throws an employee happy hour once a month. Uh They provide Wine, beer, total catered food, and it's it's pizza or it's barbecue or it's wings. You know, it's really fun and good stuff. And they do a raffle prize and they give away good prizes like iPads, $100 to Postmates. I won a $250 gift card for horseback riding, which I still haven't managed to use. Um, but it really does boost morale. Yeah. And it makes me go like, oh, this is a great company. Like, I, I think twice about leaving this company yeah. to go to someone that doesn't have that. Yeah. Have a fun day at least once a month. Oh, look at that. Make this a day where top-level management and staff can interact with one another. You can get some positive feedback and ideas from this interaction. Yay. So that's a pretty broad overview of it's your ship. 
Management Techniques from the Bust Dump Ship on the Neve by Captain Daddy Michael Abershoff. <laughs> Obviously, from we can't the cover Bold <laughs> Five War Destroyer. Obviously, we can't cover every single thing in the book in one podcast episode. So if you want to read it for yourself, it's available on audible.com, the free library app Overdrive, and wherever books are sold. You can also head to grassrootsleadership.com if you'd like to know more and get combat ready. That'll be in the show notes. Also, I'm curious to know if anybody um, who has served in the military or any armed forces branch listening to this is like, this is great, or... This is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please let yeah. us know. Please let us know. Uh, Misty, mm-hmm. did this book need to be written? <laughs> she straight up froze. Uh, I purely for the chapter on unity. Yeah. Yes. On unity. On unity. I don't like. It's a fun spin to be like, "Hey, I was in the military." Like, it's cool to hear from a dude who was like, "There's archaic procedures, and I'm breaking the rules, and like fighting for my people." But I think. I don't know that it did, yep. you know, other than that thing, because it feels Fair. like there's enough business books out there that probably yeah, cover wrong. this stuff. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, who is this book perfect for? This book is perfect for high-level— who live on warships. Yeah, high-level leadership great. who have a big team to lead. Great. Or maybe managers who are like, my people keep leaving and I don't know why. <laughs> Right? And it's also for any millionaires out there with, like, yachts who want to sail. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and like, privileged white men. I'm going to also toss in that it might be good for people who are not yet achieving that, are not yet at that high level. Yeah. to So that they may achieve that high level of leadership. Yeah, I think it's important. Yeah, it's like you said, for people entering the workforce, if you want to know how to be a team player, there's some really great examples yeah. in this book. Yeah. That's cool. You can do this from any—you can boost morale from any yeah. point. Who is this book horrible for? This book is um, terrible maybe for anybody who didn't have this experience in the armed forces uh, and yeah. who felt like— it, you know, this book is terrible for closed-minded people who are like, no, I'm the leader and people need to do what I say at the end. You know, if that's your mindset, this book probably isn't going to change it. And you have a closed mind. You have a fixed, fixed mindset. Fixed mindset. Yeah, if you have a fixed mindset and you really believe people can't change. But also if you're a micromanager and you want to give this a try, like give it a That's why Miss Day, she always got a heart of gold I think for it's everybody. Not, I think it's not going to be totally applicable to like stay-at-home moms you know what I mean? Yeah, it's fucking not court martial be... that kid when they do not pick up that room. Yeah, you tell them we're giving you a dishonorable discharge. Thank you. And you have to go back from whence you came, and Ooh. they'll be like, "I don't know where that is," and you'll be like, "You don't want to find out." That's right. Yeah. Um, Misty, yeah. what did the author get right? Daddy, what did Daddy get right? Daddy, God, I hate this. Daddy, got... <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna try. Um, daddy got right that a positive attitude and a trusting environment really does inspire leaders. It it felt like, and he never said this, but it feels like as a leader, if you have a no task is too big or too small, like I'm in the trenches with my people. Yeah. I am not afraid to mop the floor if mopping the floor needs mopping. Oh, you know? that's great. Like he didn't, he didn't say that, but that was that's the what, gist I got. Yeah. And I will say any manager that's had that attitude, I work twice as hard for, for them sure. as the people who were like, I don't mop the floor. You need to get that done. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's a great point. So my other question is, what yeah. did daddy get wrong? So here's what I think he got wrong. The business-navy connection felt shoehorned at times, sure. like I said. Although and, that is the entire hook of the book. Yep. 
Uh, and the two subsequent books that follow, there might be more. I just saw two, like, oh, in my purview. Lord. Most of it felt super generic to me. Yes. But like I said, maybe it felt fresher at the time. Be nice. Here's my biggest red flag. Uh-oh. And a red flag and warning, sailors. A giant red warning. flag. Yeah. Red flag in the morning. Sailors, sailors take warning. Red, red flag, flag at night. night. Sailors, sailors delight. Um, he told a story of how he dealt with a large racial harassment issue on the ship. I already hate this. And when he tells the story, he sometimes references what happened by saying the phrase, the N-word, because a sailor said, like, the N-word to some sailors but he doesn't the use ship. the words, quote, N-word. And he, he does the sometimes, okay. and then he actually says the N-word. No! Because no, he no, says, no, 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 and this no, no, white no. soldier said, and then he says the actual N-word, and that just made me cringe. Like, it didn't... You can go, we gotta we gotta edit that out. We gotta edit it out. It was I don't know if two thousand one, but he does say like the he says quote the n word a few times, and then he actually says, but in a the context of saying this is what these soldiers said, but it doesn't feel like it does not feel like it doesn't serve any purpose. It doesn't. It would have been just as effective using the phrase the n word yeah. or. A racial slur. You know yeah, what I mean? We so that, know what it is. That really made me cringe. But the story overall of Daddy. how he gave everyone involved a second chance and then made sure like a month after the verdict of the trial and giving them a second chance and putting them on probation, he he and his like second in command all sat down and played cards very publicly with all three of them involved just to show like we value our soldiers and you get a second chance daddy I don't like that daddy. I didn't daddy like it. you're dead to me daddy yep dead to me yep um, and yeah so I think it's this book is really perfect for naval commanders <laughs> Um, and that's it. And so, and Lisa, I just want to say, I don't have any homework for you. What? I don't have any homework. No daddy homework? No daddy homework except to stop saying daddy. Um, and except if you can just go to like Marina Del Rey and like walk onto someone's ship and be like, hi, I'm here to like foster trust and communication. Love it. So that's it. That's it. Well, congratulations. Again, if any of you have read this book and want to tell us what you thought about it, please write us. You can email us at, at, uh, go help yourself podcast at gmail.com i thought for a second you forgot the email address and i was like please <laughs> come on you know what having just listened to you talk about engendering Listen, trust I in know. your co-workers you blew it no i know it was the look on your face where you were like and uh uh no i was thinking well we're just gonna say that after this so do i want to say it when oh it that's always true but i really want to hear from yeah because we know we have a few <clears throat> listeners in the armed forces yeah and in I particular yeah. if you have served or have a, a loved one who serves in the armed forces please let us know what you think of this book do in the armed forces do people think this is a, a j- 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 joke yeah. or do people really uh like this yeah and let us know if we got something terribly wrong like calling <laughs> captain daddy captain daddy <laughs> hashtag captain Daddy. And with that, everybody, life is is abundant. Abundant. Daddy abundant. Goodbye. (laughs) Go Help Yourself, a comedy self-help podcast to make life suck less, was produced by Misty Stinnett, Lisa Linky, and Matt Sav. Our theme song was also written by Matt Sav. He's amazing. (laughs) Do you want to get in touch? You do. Email us at gohelpyourselfpodcast at gmail.com. And you know, you can also find us on the social medias, Instagram at gohelpyourselfpodcast.com. 
Twitter at GHY Podcast or check out our website, GoHelpYourselfPodcast.com. And if you liked our podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes to help other people discover our show. It's really the least you can do. And why don't you tell all of your friends? Bye! Bye.